Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance for producers in a world of massive change, disruption, and massive chaos. I am MC Lobsher, and I'm joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you again. Hey, MC. How's it going? I'm excited for uh, things we got for today. Absolutely. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a concept uh, and a challenge which all of us have in many different areas of our life, by the way. Uh, and the concept that we wanted to talk today about is Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. Now, Carl, I don't know if you were just like me, but when you went to school, but when I went to school um, and I got an assignment or a project, uh, and I got a deadline for that assignment or project. I usually <laughs> would wait already know right up until probably the day before yeah. or even the morning of that project or assignment to complete that project or assignment. Yep, absolutely. Everyone's been there. <laughs> so Now, what I just shared with you is essentially Parkinson's law. And we're going to share how it applies to you and your capital and your overall wealth. So in Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, which I would highly recommend uh, you read. This is an incredible book by an incredible man who's a mentor of mine. All right. I'm going to read a passage from the book uh, about Parkinson's law. See Narcody Parkinson that lived in 1909 to 1993, was a British essayist, lecturer, and economist who left us with some valuable writings of his observations. One of the best is his little book, Parkinson's Law, in which he brilliantly isolates some of the limitations of us all, particularly the behavior of individuals within a group. He makes one painfully aware of the futility of expecting good results from committees. He reminds me of a sign in a church that read, God so loved the world that he did not send a committee. In Parkinson's Law, he says, work expands to meet the time envelope allowed. Check it out. Give a person a job to do and give them uh, a time limit of three days to complete it. You can bet the grocery money that it won't get done until late on the third day. Now, assign that same job but allow 30 days for its completion, and you should not be surprised that it is finished late on the 30th day. He also noted uh, a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. Uh, can you remember when we did not have air-conditioned automobiles? Would you think of buying one without air conditioning? Not me. And he also said expenses rise to equal income. Is it true? Income is limited for us all, but our wishes far exceed our ability to fund them. When a pay raise comes along, it is very quickly absorbed 
by a new definition of necessities. I think there's two things to kind of touch on there. The first was that when he says work expands to meet the time envelope allowed, that goes back to your, you know, a school assignment. Everyone's been there. We've all been the night before it's due, typing up an essay that's due. And it's the reason being because we allowed that much time. If the deadline would have been one day before, we would have been doing it that day. It's the same amount of time. We just allotted more. And then the second one, a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. You know, this is super, super relevant, um, you know, just in in some some of my colleagues and some of my, you know, friend group. The second people get a raise, they go out and they get the new car, you know, because now that's that's what they feel is their means. It's incredible. Um, You know, it ties in really nicely to our previous conversation where we reviewed The Richest Man in Babylon. Because in The Richest Man in Babylon, um, one of the key takeaways there was to pay yourself first and to, at a minimum, bare minimum, pay yourself 10% Mm -hmm. first of any money that comes into your personal uh, economy. And I would say, pay yourself uh, first 10% of any money coming into your your personal business and investing economy. Mm -hmm. So where Parkinson's law fits into the world of finance is what you just shared. You know, when people make more money, they spend more money. And usually when they get a big pay raise or they get a bonus, now the luxuries come into play. And a luxury once enjoyed <laughs> needs to be continued to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I see this all the time. You know, I've consulted uh, for years with clients all over the United States. And that was, it's the one thing that is holding people back and that, that is that is holding them trapped in their particular financial situation mm-hmm. because they always fall prey to Parkinson's law. When they made $100,000 a year, they spent $100,000 a year. When they made $200,000 a year, they spent $200,000 a year. So uh, what are some of your thoughts in combating this? And we shared a little bit in the previous episode where we um, talked about the lessons from the richest man in Babylon. But what are some of the solutions um, that you can share that folks can implement and execute to help them to overcome Parkinson's law? I mean, I I think at some point, everyone has to take a look in the mirror and then start taking personal responsibility for their decisions. You know, and after that, we talked about in the last episode, setting up sweep accounts and, and setting it up looking at your income on percentages versus dollar amount. So if you're, you know, making $100,000 a year and just say, you know, you're saving 10% and living on 90, well if you go up to $150,000 a year, keep your same ratios in line with that so you can increase your lifestyle a little bit, but keep your your savings rate the same or if you really want to be a ninja, increase your savings rate and keep your lifestyle the same temporarily. You know, and and this is one of the the secrets to uh, the wealthy of where they started, and I've seen this, and I've li- and I've lived this in my own life, where you start by putting ten percent away, and you do that diligently, and you've created this infrastructure, right? You create this infrastructure with your sweep account, and ten percent is out of sight, out of mind, in a separate bank account, which you do not see. You make a lot more money. You get a pay raise. You get a bonus. What do you do? This is this is the moment that determines the future for most folks. They don't understand how big that moment is. I mean, I go, I think back in my life, and I'm like, wow, things could have 
turned out so differently. Mm-hmm. If I fell prey to this keeping up with the Joneses, you know, <laughs> phenomenon. By the way, the Joneses are broke. Don't try to keep up with them. Yeah. Um, but if you try to keep up with the Joneses and now you have to get a nicer and flashier car or a bigger house or your kids, um, you know, get better things or massive vacations, overseas ex- expensive vacations. Now, all of a sudden, you're just going to save the same amount of money, but you're making more money. Parkinson's law got you. The, the other decision that you can make there, because it's really a fork in the road, is saying, all right, I'm going to be disciplined. Yes, I made $100,000 last year, and this year I'm making $200,000. What if I saved you know, the additional money that I was making? Mm-hmm. And now I'm saving 50% of my income, mm-hmm. gross, per year. What's that going to look like in five years for you? Yeah, it's What's gonna- that going to look like in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, delayed gratification comes, mm-hmm. which is a skill because everybody suffers from it. You know, you especially if you live in social media and you see everybody, you know, with their fancy watches, nice cars. And like you said, the Joneses, it takes some delayed gratification and some personal responsibility to push off that lifestyle temporarily because it's a compounded effect. If you live on 50 percent every year, you're going to you know, ideally do better than the person that's spending it and still living on 10%. Yep. You know what I, what's kind of relevant to, to this that I've learned in, in my whole, you know, journey so far is that, you know, kind of one of the things with Parkinson's law, that's it's relatable. I've found that the things that I wanted now that I'm able to buy it, if I wanted to, I don't really want it anymore. I, it's almost just like a mental thing where I just want to know, Hey, if I wanted to buy that, I could, you know, and now I just don't because I see the compound effect of increasing my savings rate to increase my investments and, and everything else that comes goes along with it. Yeah. How, and, and it's this whole thing is a mindset and it's a mental game, essentially. Mm-hmm. How I looked at it, too, was that I was stealing from my future self Absolutely. and my family. And I know it's harsh, but I'm hard on myself. I used to be a former athlete. So we we have very harsh self-talk. Um, I uh, I used to look at it and say, you're stealing from your future self if you do that. Or you're stealing from your, fam- your, your family in the future. Because if you were disciplined and you did the right thing, again, that fork in the road, if you did the right thing, which you knew that what you know that you should do, that could change the trajectory of your family and your life in five years, where if you just take the easy action and just buy that thing that you don't need <laughs> and probably going to throw away in two years or trade in for something else, you know, in two to three years, um, you know, you're just going to, you're just going to be treading water again, right? Running yeah, on quicksand. Absolutely. I like how you brought in too, you know, the family aspect, because, if if you have, you know, building wealth, if you're married, it's a joint effort between you and your spouse. And you, you know, I think should have a conversation with your spouse and make sure you're both, you know, in a mental kind of alignment, you know, that your spouse recognizes Parkinson's law and that you can recognize when you're breaking it or not. Yep. 
So Parkinson's law is prevalent in every area of our life. Do you want to lose some weight? Oh, I'll start at the end of the month. I want to lose 20 pounds, but I'll start at the end of the month or next week. Uh, Do you have a home project that you know that you need to complete? Oh, I'll just, you know, when does it need to get done? When, when, when is your parents coming to visit? Just get it done. Um, And when it comes to money too, the more money you make, the more money you end up spending if you are not aware of Parkinson's law and you don't have a strategy and infrastructure and tactics and the self-discipline to combat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to create, learn how to create your own banking system, you can go to theproducersbank.com. That's theproducersbank.com. Uh, there is a presentation in which we share how you can implement and execute this cash flow management strategy in your personal business and investing economy.